welcome to my podcast and I'm sitting just behind the castle and my guest today is Jerome Roberts. Now he's CEO and chief organiser of the High Clear Show. Every single May on the last Maybank holiday we have welcomed a wonderful country show here to the park at High Clear. So welcome, Jerome. Thank you so much for joining me today. And it's marvellous to say welcome back, isn't it? Isn't it, Justin? Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, it's lovely to be back here 36 months later after our last event following the uh, COVID. But uh, it's great to be back. The sun is shining and um, we're really looking forward to this year's event. And I know um, in 2022, it's the 28th and 29th of May. And bizarrely, because of the way the bank holidays have fallen this year with Her Majesty's Jubilee, next year it's also the 28th and 29th of May, isn't it? But it's the Whitson Bank Holidays, I think, event. Yeah, we'll be pleased to be back to the uh, May Bank Holiday next year on the 28th and 29th. Um, the Sunday-Monday show works really, really well. Um, obviously, the Queen's Jubilee this year is moved those dates around a little bit so we're happily we've retained our weekend and we're on Saturday and Sunday the 28th and 29th this year. Now how many years have you been here do you want to admit? <laughs> it's It's been uh, many many years I believe we say that the event now is in its 26th year. <gasps> um, oh my goodness following, I feel old. <laughs> following certain incarnations of different guises over the years um, but of course we, we had to skip uh, a couple of years out also so I get younger then yeah we all get younger now yeah. <laughs> it's in the park around the castle so around the castle and gardens and separate from the castle and gardens is a is the park and it's a capability brown park so we're lucky to have a thousand acres of the most spectacular parkland and we carve out a couple of those fields and areas for yourself in which to run it. So it's sort of in a bowl, isn't it? It's a rather beautiful setting, I think, as well. It's a fabulous setting. Um, There's not very many views and parks that you can come to with this type of topography, and the trees are just amazing here as well. It's a pleasure to be here, and it just creates the perfect venue for a countryside-themed family event. And it's family... It's extraordinary how wonderful it is to see families and friends. And I was lucky enough to go to the Chelsea Flower Show. And it was seeing people I hadn't seen for years and having a hug. It was great. So I hope that will happen with you. Obviously, if you know each other on terms of the hugging bit. Well, I think I'll be very pleased to hug every person that comes to the event, frankly, because <laughs> it's, been, it's been that long. We're really looking forward to it. How long does it take you to set up? Well, we arrived on Friday, so it'll take us seven, six to seven days to really build the event. We've obviously, we're a little bit out of practice, but we're getting, we're getting back into the groove. A lot happens in a very short space of time. So seven days to build and maybe two, three days to sort of pack down and return the, uh, the fields back to how we uh, took them on. I was going to say to you, because at the centre of your show, to my mind, uh, you, we all welcome all everyone's family pets, the dog. <laughs> and there are an awful lot of dogs here, aren't there? There is an awful lot of dogs here. It's one of the things that we... A lot of shows maybe might not be so accommodating, but we love dogs and it's great to have so many here. And we provide the dogs as, with as much entertainment as we do their owners. So the dogs are able to run through the gun dog scurries and test their abilities against retrieves and time. And it's a really good spectacle to watch too. 
Is there some agility dog um, arenas where they go up and down um, slides and through rings or not really? On this occasion, we've got a, uh, a fabulous dog display in the main arena and they will do that and they will showcase it. And we've got dogs jumping through hoops of fire and that's really, wow. really exciting to watch. Uh, it's also uh, more dogs, terrier and lurchers. There's a lot of showing and racing from that fraternity too. So yeah, dogs, dogs and more dogs. Can I ask you, so the next uh, part of my life, apart from all my beloved seven dogs, are the horses. And I know that, not that I ride in medieval jousting gear, but you also tend to have most years some medieval jousting, don't you? And is that so this year as well? Yeah, one of our headline acts are the Knights of Middle England. They perform quite regularly and they're very, very good and entertaining. And they're here, obviously, over the weekend doing their jousting routines. And uh, Carl tells me that he's got a new routine for this year. So we're looking forward to seeing that. So am I. And of course, every country fair has an awful lot of food and cooking. And is and I think you also bring that into your country shows. Is that right? We do indeed. We've got uh, a lot of fantastic exhibitors here with showcasing some of their artisan foods. Um, we also put on a food demo event kitchen and people get to come along, showcase their products, tell people and entertain people about what they do and how they cook, which is really well received. And we have a stand as well. And we have a stand selling haylage for our for the horses and oats and gin. I always think it's the most hysterical combination that we have together with Simon, the farm manager, and my husband selling those three items from one little area. But it's um, it always I think that amuses people as much as some of your other stalls. Well, it's great to have you guys exhibiting at the event and taking advantage of, of the venue and the show itself. And um, you've got some great products, including the High Clear Gin. And I believe you're going to showcase your High Clear Gin in the food demo this year. Oh, are we? Oh, that's really nice as well. Makes a very good sorbet if it's not making a cocktail as well. But anyway, and, and the other thing that uh, most country shows have around the country is shopping. And again, I think I have been, like most people, shopping online through Amazon for, for far too long. But it's very useful. But having said that, it's really nice going around, trying things on and looking at colours and, and feeling and touching what you might possibly be buying. So how do you pick some of the um, people who come and join you in all the shopping um, tents that you have? Well, over the years, we've built up a, a really good quality uh, exhibitor base. Um, and we do get quite a lot of new ones approaching us also because the event has such a great reputation. The word of mouth allows other people, it, it means that other people search us out to book the event. We've got a really, really diverse array of exhibitors and um, some from country clothing, which is always very, very popular, through to glass vases that have been handmade. Um, head into the craft tent and there are 30 odd exhibitors there all doing handcrafted items for sale and it's great fun. At the country fair over the years I mean how many people do you have each day it's several thousand isn't it it's seven or eight thousand a day or? It's a little bit more than that I think the, the event has a, cap a capacity of 10,000 people per day and um, when you add all of that in and plus the dogs you know we can get up to we can get up to capacity quite easily. The park is great and there's so much free parking that um, most people manage to get in and out without too much trouble. Yes, we are lucky to have quite a lot of fields in which to park. I think one thing that over the last couple of years people have 
come to appreciate and I think living in the country we knew how lucky we were is nature and the surroundings and the trees and the walks and everything else which I think is really important and maybe in the future we can bring in a little bit of gardening as well or something to it because I think country and country life also involves gardening now more in other people's lives and how to grow potatoes and things or whatever else would be quite fun. Have you ever thought of bringing things in like that? Or? Yeah, we have indeed, actually. We're always trying to find that next step to move the event on. It's, it's always quite tricky to try and find new things, but a great opportunity would be to have a spring fair with, um, with the plants in its own marquee and over time I think that could grow into something as big as the craft marquee which is some 61 metres long so that would be great. Goodness me that is completely huge isn't it? Mm. Now one of the things that I love to watch is um, actually over high clear other red kites which is a wild bird and it's so elegant and I watch it swooping down using all the thermals it never seems to hardly move its wings so beautiful and it's just it's just gliding on Earth's resources without <laughs> using up anything. But you also have some wonderful birds of prey, some falcons, don't you? Is that correct, coming to the fair each year? Absolutely. As part of the event this year, uh, we have the falconry fair. So there's going to be a huge amount of birds of prey on display, and they are majestic. And it's not something that you would ordinarily see on a day-to-day basis, apart from the red kites, which we see when we're out on the park, <laughs> constantly circling ahead. Part of the event is the Falconry Fair, so they actually have their own arena this year. Okay. So they will be flying their birds and they'll be providing all-day entertainment with regards to the falcon. Do you think most of the people who come are, are families or people on their own? or I mean, Do you encourage families and children to come or what is, your, what is your main target audience? Can I ask you that? Absolutely. Well, being a family man myself, I understand the pressures of trying to entertain my children. And it's what we're really focused on, creating that really good quality, affordable family event, Stroke Festival where people can come along and enjoy themselves. Do you have any... You used to have trampolines, didn't you, where the children bounced up and down? Do you still have those? Yeah, well, we've, um, we've got a few side uh, attractions, which are the trampolines and, oh, of course, the bouncy castles. Um, we've also introduced the kids' zone, which is completely free. So in the kids' zone, there is a, a face painter. So you, there may be a little bit of a queue, but you can jump in there and the little girls and the little boys, they come out with their face painted in all kinds of different designs. And it's great to see them as they're wandering around the show because they just look absolutely <laughs> adorable. <laughs> what's, your most, what's your most popular attraction, do you think, in the day? Um, obviously, there's a lot of things going on and it all kind of comes together to create this wonderful event. Mm. I think the headline act of the Knights of Middle England is the real draw and then everything else is just a, a, you know, added value, if that makes sense. You so know. do the knights perform once or twice a day? or They'll do twice a day. Yeah. So we um, put them I on... think we should advertise this out to some Americans oh. when they are coming over to make sure they, they book to come over this Maybank holiday because I think there'd be nothing like it. I'm not sure I've ever seen that advertised in America. Rodeos for sure, but not Knights of Middle England. Well, we've noticed this year so many people from America have booked their oh, tickets. Really? really? Really, yeah. So it's great to see that we're really that our audience is spreading across the uh, the Atlantic. So it's just amazing. It is a very typically British 
activity, I think, a Highclere Country Fair. It's um, all the different elements that make up rural life, which is quite hard sometimes to demonstrate to run because the values that we have are not necessarily those that you have in town. So I think part of what would be fun to develop is, again, looking at bringing those two together as well, because there's often a townies and country people and it's quite nice uniting them over different aspects of it actually that's really important yeah well i think there's a lot of people that don't understand rural life and country life so you take um, highclere castle for example it's a working estate it's obviously it's got horses it's mm. got um, stock sheep yes and a lot of farmland and it takes a lot of effort to keep that up to date and maintained and I don't envy you guys I think it's hard enough to build a small event over the last two mm. weeks let alone trying to run the estate over 12 months so and funny enough I'm always trying to put across that we've just Ben's just sent me pictures of two stone curlew chicks now the stone curlews are an endangered species so we've got quite a lot of stubble turnip and for once this year we've actually got some chicks which is really really exciting and it's also trying to point out to people if you if you keep if you go off the footpaths or let your dog off the lead we'll lose the chicks so it's just also trying to share some of the challenges that we all have it's not necessarily just about cows and sheep it's about they nest on the ground and if you disturb them more than once you'll never get them back we put at the end of our footpaths you know please don't go beyond this point leave space for wildlife because if we trample everywhere you end up losing all the chicks and the eggs which I know very well. I imagine you hope that having survived COVID, which we've all sort of managed to bump through, I think is the way to put it. And amazingly, we're still standing the other side. What do you hope from this year's fair and going on, Jerome? Oh, I, I think it's clear to see that, uh, that people want to get back out and enjoy themselves. And they want to make the most of um, the time that they have. One thing that COVID did kind of... Uh, people thought about their time more uh, as I think we, we all did and they focused on things that are perhaps more important which is those leisure activities that is spending time with the family and you can get a little bit wrapped up in work sometimes so of course it, there was a bit of a reset for everybody I think and in many ways I think uh, the event this year will benefit from that because people are really keen to get out there and enjoy some leisure activities for a change and get out and mix and socialise with other people. And wander around the fair and see other people's faces and have to move out of the way because you're in a crowd. I, mean, I think even that is quite fun because we haven't been able to, to go into a crowd at all. It is quite odd. Yeah, but part of that, we have sort of redesigned the layout a little bit, created a lot more open space. Um, for that fact so the people there are people that will still be a little bit conscious and don't want to be rubbing shoulders with other people too closely mm. so we've created some space some nice areas for people to sit down and enjoy their enjoy their day after 36 months jerome what sort of percentage was it of of the traders and some of your people who ran the activities who didn't come back i mean was everyone able to come back or did you lose people or we've definitely lost some exhibitors um over the last 36 months they had to change their business model they had to move with the times um, a lot of exhibitors relied on events and they'd go from one event to another to another to another and that was their core business so when there's no business for 36 months of course they had to adapt they had to change they had to move on they had to find another way and many of them did so we lost a few along the way but we also retained quite a lot too people were able to move on and then come back so we've still got a really good following, traditional following that we had before, as well as new exhibitors. And sadly, we've lost a few on the way. Wow. 
Well, I think that's happened to everybody, hasn't it? And um, I think perhaps the businesses that have come back, we've all become a little bit more robust and added different strengths or assets to our to our skill set. But it has been it has been very very challenging. It's very sad. Actually, many of the coach companies who used to come to us, you know, they also haven't made it through because that's lots of people on one coach and with the more vulnerable sector of society. So it was really sad to get those emails. But um, being more optimistic, I hope others will restart. And um, and I'm sure there'll be some new and really fun um, exhibitors at the show going forwards. Jerome, what led you into, into this business? How did you get started? Uh, I joined... I started organising events back in 2003, so nearly 20 years ago. Uh, and that was through an associate who offered an opportunity. Um, I was just 23 at the time, and I didn't know anything about show organising. So it's been a very steep learning curve, as you can imagine, over the last 20-odd years. Uh, but it's really good fun. It's an amazing way to earn a living. It's exciting. It's fraught. It's challenging, but very rewarding as well. And I think uh, one of the best things is is to introduce new people into what we do and put on a fantastic show and educate people and get people out into the countryside enjoying themselves. And it'd be great to sort of bridge the gap between people that live in towns and people that live in the countryside and bring them all together in one place where they can enjoy an event that will appeal to everybody. Well, I think I'm sold on it. (laughs) (laughs) And my sister's come out from London to come here as well, which is a joy, although we have been brought up as much in the country as London, I think. So we are right in the middle, very good at shopping and very good at looking at all the ducks and the horses and the dogs. But... Are there ducks this year? You used to have ducks that you could buy, actually, as well, and hens. I've bought hens from you in the past. We do. They have returned. They oh, are good. back with us. You will hopefully be able to buy your ducks and your chickens from the show as well. Oh, how lovely. Oh, do you know, we actually also make chicken food now here and wild bird food as well. So um, I forgot about that. We might try and sell that alongside the gin. <laughs> <laughs> If you're going down to the event, I imagine many people will come up to you and introduce themselves and ask how you are. Will they recognise you? <laughs> well, I have to say, Jerome, they didn't in the past, but through the particularly the COVID times, we've done a lot more PR and marketing here to, to try to communicate with everybody through challenging times. So now it is definitely more challenging for me. And I have to remember, to, you know, I'm often wearing a baseball cap, so if I have a brush my hair, nobody will notice. So I don't think I'm very good at that part of life. But it's lovely to welcome visitors from around the world. And I'm so grateful that they love coming to visit Highclere Castle or as they think of it as Downton Abbey. But it's been an extraordinary journey, Jerome, and I never forget how lucky we are to be part of it. And I live in a spectacular parkland and part of the countryside, which is so fortunate to be near London and other conurbations, which allows us a business to continue to um, exist. And then it's up to us just to work hard at it, isn't it? But as you work very hard, I know. Well, we've been um, found, obviously, the last few years very challenging, but it's great to have survived and to be able to come back. This show in particular is very important to me. 
and very special. Um, I grew up, I went to school just a few miles away. I didn't know that. How lovely. Parkhouse School just oh up the road. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> lived in, lived in Stockcross uh, wow. for 18 years, my first 18 years of my, uh, my life. And my sister used to work here in the kitchens when she was younger, some 30 years ago. Does she want to come back? Oh, I think she, <laughs> she might be tempted. She might be tempted. Well, that'd be really good news. Anyway, Jerome, thank you so much. Honestly, it's been a joy talking to you. Thank you. Thank you.